Well, the time has come. Finally, after literally years and years and years of infrastructure week, the U.S. Congress has passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure deal. This is going to bring $550 billion of new money into building up, repairing, reinforcing the U.S. infrastructure. And this is going to be huge for investors. In this video today specifically, I'm going to be looking at seven companies that I feel will be benefactors of this massive spending. And we're going to be looking at a general company. We're going to be looking at three steel companies and we're going to be looking at three materials companies that will all be playing a role should be playing a role in this massive spending before i get started just a quick reminder the first link below is for our investing academy i would encourage you to check that out now let's get started with my first company the first company i'm going to be taking a look at today is united rentals the ticker on this company is uri it trades at about 380 dollars us and the market cap of united rentals is about 28 billion dollars right now this is the largest construction equipment rental company in the world. And clearly there's going to be a strong demand when we go through this infrastructure buildup. Now in the general rental segment, they rent construction and industrial equipment. I mean, things like backhoes and forklifts and earth moving equipment, uh, boom lifts, you know, things that you would expect to see on a, uh, on a construction site. On this donut chart, you can see by far the largest areas that they uh, generate the revenue is infrastructure and non-residential construction. And that's exactly what we're talking about as we go through this next multi-year infrastructure buildup. In their market space, in this uh, heavy equipment rental business, they have the number one market share with about 13%. And the next couple of closest are Sunbelt with about 7%, HRI with 3%, but clearly they're almost double the size of their nearest competitor. In North America, they have a count of around 1,200 locations, and they have a very good representation right here in Canada. When you look at their customer mix, it's pretty clear they'll be benefiting from this infrastructure build. 48% of their customer base is non-residential construction. We're going to be seeing a lot of that. Uh, about 47% is industrial. Of course, that's going to be a huge part of this next, uh, next few years, with residential construction making up the remaining 5%, not a big uh, part of the infrastructure build we're looking at here. From a competitive positioning standpoint, a company like this, again, the largest in its field has uh, you know the size, the breadth, diversity of their fleet. They've got the benefits of economies of scale. They've really got a system in place that's just going to be, uh, allow them to scale up to meet this increased demand that's certainly going to be coming down the pipe. When we look at their numbers, if we look at a five-year chart, we're going to see that they're up approximately 327% over the past five years. From a revenue perspective, approximately $9 billion a year, all U.S. dollars, of course. Uh, the revenue growth rate over the last five years has been a compound rate of about 1150 and from a price to earnings ratio, we'll have a look at that right now, trading at 16.1. One drawback is United Rentals does not pay a dividend and we all love dividends, but we're really looking at this as a growth play. So I'm willing to overlook that uh, in, in a case like, you know, the scenario we're looking at today. We're gonna move now from this sort of the general rentals into steel specific. And the first company we're gonna look at is Nucor. The ticker is NUE, trades at $113 US with a market cap of about $32 billion. So Nucor is the largest domestic steel maker in North America, and it manufactures and sells steel and steel products. It operates mainly through three segments. There's steel mills, there's steel products, and there's raw materials. And in the steel mill segment, this is where they produce the hot rolled, cold rolled, and the galvanized steel sheet products that go into the big construction projects. They also produce beams, uh, for the for the buildings and bridges, and they are a big producer of rebar as well. 
As an example of their, their market leadership, they're number one in the North American market in a variety of categories, structural steel, merchant bar steel, cold finish bar steel, etc. Number two in the rebar uh, area that I talked about just a moment ago, and number three in the sheet steel section. They are vertically integrated, so they have everything from raw materials, the mills themselves, and then the finished product that they put out uh, for, for final use. Nucor has a very diversified product mix, which should really keep them involved in so many different aspects of this, of this spending bill. Looking back over the last five years, the company has increased by 120% uh, in price. They have current revenues of about $31 billion a year, price to earnings 5.2 currently, and a dividend yield of about 1.43. The next company we're gonna look at is United States Steel, and the ticker is X. The company trades at 26.50 currently on the markets and has a market cap of about $7 billion. Now this is one of the largest steel companies in the United States and it produces and sells flat rolled and tubular steel products primarily in North America and in Europe. And they operate in three segments. They have a North American segment, a US steel segment and a tubular products. And for the purposes of what we're gonna talk about today, we're gonna to focus mostly on the North American market. United States Steel has a storied history and it was founded by some of the, well, the most legendary business people out there, including uh, Andrew Carnegie, JP Morgan, Charles Schwab, and the first uh, steel, the first chairman of, of US Steels was Albert H. Gary. Again, this is a vertically integrated company with the production of the ore. They do the steel milling and uh, making themselves. And then they have, of course, the finished product that they put out for the final use. Specifically, when it comes to this infrastructure bill, you look at the categories that they work in in the U.S. market, automotive, construction, and appliance. Two of these specifically will benefit here with the construction area. We've been talking about that. And also, we're not talking about it specifically today, but there's a lot of money in this infrastructure bill for uh, vehicles as well, for electric vehicles specifically, and they will benefit from that. If we have a five-year look over United States Steel here, we see a very anemic returns over the last five years. And uh, we're, we're thinking there may be an opportunity to change that, but the company is up only 6% uh, compound over the last six years. From a revenue perspective, $17 billion in revenue, compound annual growth rate of 17.3%. Uh, they do pay a small dividend of 0.31 and uh, price to earnings ratio currently at 1.8 times. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Moving on to our last steel company, a company called Cleveland Cliffs Inc. And the ticker is CLF, trades at around $22.5. The market cap of this company is $11.3 billion. 
Cliffs is the largest provider of flat rolled steel products in North America. And the area that we're going to really see benefit to this company here is from uh, the building of bridges and roads as well. This company is also active in the automotive industry and we're going to see that crossover here where they're going to benefit from the infrastructure build itself but also from the focus that's being placed on automobiles. Their operations now cover the entire range of services that you would need from uh, the scrap intake to the, the processing of that scrap when they sell some of it, the rest of it they put back into use uh, for their own product. So it's a very, very, I can say vertically integrated company and should serve very well uh, with the opportunity facing them today. Five-year return of uh, about 220%. They have revenues of $17 billion a year and a compound growth rate of about 61%. The company is trading currently with a price-to-earnings ratio of 3.3 and they did suspend their dividend back when COVID hit uh, about a year and a half ago and they have not reinstituted that. I would expect at some point they probably will. I'm going to now shift from the actual steel companies themselves and look at what we would call infrastructure input. So these are companies that produce a product that is used in all used in all these products. And we're going to look at three of those companies today, starting with a company called Vulcan Materials. The ticker is VMC, trades at $200 US, and it has about a $26 billion market cap. So Vulcan produces and supplies construction aggregate materials, primarily in the US. Uh, they do operate through four segments, which they call aggregates, asphalt, concrete and calcium. So in the aggregates section, they do crushed stones, sand and gravel, that type of thing. These are the products and the services that are applied in construction and the maintenance of things like highways, streets, and you know big other uh, public works projects like that. These are the types of products that are used in nearly all public and private uh, construction projects. And the industry historically has shown very good resilience through various parts of, a, of an economic cycle. Of course, that will be boosted now. Vulcan is the largest and the most aggregates focused public company available today. And they do have a very solid, stable and growing geographical footprint. Over the past five years, the company has returned about 55%. Revenues currently of $5 billion and a compound annual growth rate of eight and a half. From a price to earnings perspective, 33, just under 34 is what they're currently trading at. And they have a dividend yield of about 0.7. Second on this list of material companies is Martin Marietta Materials. The ticker is MLM. They trade at a $422 price value today with about a $26 billion market cap. And if you look at the slide I showed previously with Vulcan, you will see MLM, uh, Martin Marietta Minerals, in second place on that list of big producers. The company is a natural buildings material company and they specialize in inputs for the larger projects. They, they supply the aggregates and the what they call heavy side building materials to the construction uh, industry. And lastly, they manufacture and market magnesia based chemical products, which are needed for the production of cement and asphalt. You may be seeing a, uh, a common thread amongst some of these companies here, but I like companies in this space that are vertically integrated and and uh, MLM is no uh, no difference there if you look at this chart you'll see that they have upstream building materials with you know aggregates the cement etc and then they have those targeted downstream products with that ready mix concrete the asphalt and the paving even before the passing of this new bill, uh, Martin Marietta has uh, uh, do a lot. There's a lot of work for the government right now, and there's there's current bills that they're already working on. And of course, the new bill will just expand their reach there. Uh, five years. Uh, let's have a look back. They're up about 91 percent in growth, revenues of just under five billion dollars currently, and a seven-year compound annual growth rate of just over seven percent. 
from a price to earnings ratio, 30 currently with a dividend yield of 0.55. The last company we're gonna look at today is Freeport MacMoran. The ticker is FCX, it trades at about $40 a share, and the market cap is $58 billion. Now, I really see Freeport here as a double type of play. It is one of the largest mining companies in the world. It's got properties in North America, South America, Indonesia, and it explores predominantly or most, uh, they're you know, primarily for copper. They do uh, look for other metals as well. But copper, of course, is a critical commodity in the building and construction field. And also it's used in wiring. So we're going to, they're, they're going to benefit from both of those exposures there. Also, as part of this bill that we're not covering off today is the money that's going into electric vehicles. And of course, copper is a major component in vehicles. So, you know, they're a company that can really play this infrastructure bill from a number of different angles. Currently, there's more than 65% of the world's copper that is used in applications that deliver electricity and electric vehicles use up to four times more copper than internal, uh, you know, the ICE engines. Renewable energy technologies use four to five times more copper than the fossil fuel power generations. And of course, we're looking here at electric vehicles, renewable energy technologies as areas that are only going to continue to grow. When we look at you know, this equation of rising demand and the uh, scarcity of supply, that generally works out well for companies like this. And being a leader in this area, they have that those economies of scale that they can grow on. They've, they're an established player in the field and they should benefit, uh, I would say quite substantially, by this infrastructure bill. Their supply chain is very diversified and that should give them a lot of stability and, and the capacity, the throughput, to be a, a, a major player in this, uh, in this next phase, this next number of years. From a five-year perspective, they're up about 198%. Revenues of about $21 billion a year and a compound annual five-year growth rate of 9.43%. Price to earnings, 11.7 currently and a dividend yield of just over half a percent. So these are seven companies that I've identified right out of the gate that over the next five to 10 years should benefit, uh, I would say substantially with all the money that's being spent in this entire rebuilding of the US infrastructure that they've been talking about for, for so many years and, and you were finally uh, taking the next steps on that, re, uh, in that regard. I will say these are, these are seven of many companies. There's gonna be lots of opportunities. I hope that you just take these as ideas and if they're the types of companies that you um, would in, invest in, you know, always, always perform your own due diligence and see how this fits into your personal uh, circumstances, how it fits into your portfolio mix. Uh, but it can be a good starting point at least uh, to have a look at these. I will wrap up the video. Before I do go, I will remind everybody that in the uh, below the video, we have our link to our investing academy. And if it's uh, if you're looking at ways of learning how to analyze companies or how to build portfolios, that's exactly what the training in our academy does. I would encourage you to uh, click that link and have a look there. So with that, I will wrap up this video and I thank you so much for watching. If you did enjoy, appreciate a thumbs up and uh, we'll see you in the next video.